Hello and welcome to Taylor's Life. Today I'm joined by my good friend Kane, who I met on the channel for Training Scheme earlier last year. And today we're going to be chatting about Crohn's. So Kane has suffered with Crohn's for the majority of his life and he's really, really open about talking about his experiences. So let's welcome Kane to the podcast. Hello Kane, how have you been doing recently? Hello Taylor, I am decent, thank you very, very well. All the better for being with you on a Saturday evening talking about diseases. Oh, can't beat it, can you? Happy days. Now, where else do you want to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is the top of your priorities. I <laughs> thank you so much. No, it's a genuine pleasure. Genuine pleasure. If you don't mind, do you want to get straight into the podcast? Am I okay to just ask you about your diagnosis, how old you were, your symptoms and just things like that? Yes, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Right. First and foremost, how did you find out that you had Crohn's? So it was a different process to how a lot of people would have been diagnosed because prior to my diagnosis, my brother was diagnosed, a younger brother who's a year and a half younger he was diagnosed at the age of four and then had sort of a major operation at the age of six so i was well versed in crohn's disease and what that meant as obviously was my mum. so when i started having symptoms it was a case that i wouldn't say i got fast tracked but i what didn't have to go through a lot of the hurdles that a lot of other people have to go through when getting diagnosed because it's already clear that my brother has Crohn's disease. It's likely there's sort of a genetic link there. And I know a lot of people go through sort of, is it IBS? Is it colitis? Is it XYZ? So I, I do acknowledge that I definitely had a unique sort experience. of experience when, when getting diagnosed. So your brother was diagnosed when he was four, did you say? Yeah, and I, and I was nine. So you were slightly older than him as well then? Yeah, yeah, so I'm like a year and a half older and then obviously he was younger, so. Did you show symptoms from a young age then, before you were nine? How long were the symptoms going on for before you realised that this might be Crohn's? Not long because I was aware of them being an issue due to that experience. I was sort of, it wasn't long before I sort of communicated that, if you know what I mean. So you just knew what to look out for, I guess. So that made the whole process a lot easier to deal with as well. Am I okay to ask about how it affected your schooling? Because being so young and being affected by something like Crohn's, did it have a huge impact on your education? I would definitely say that it had an impact in how often I was in school. That's definitely accurate. Like, for example, in secondary school, I had to go to and something which was called inreach, which was basically a school middle ground between homeschooling and within school. And in that, there's a lot of naughty kids. And without going into detail, the, a lot of those naughty kids now are like in prison for horrific crimes. And I was in there just because I was poorly. But I was definitely out of school more than other people. But I think I'll be lying if I said the impact in my grades in a way because I've, all, I've I have always been intelligent enough to get very very good grades. I've always been someone who's happy getting a B, happy 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 days getting a B. A B Don't is they, decent. A B is happy days, and I've I, and I can get a B without with putting in 
enough effort that I'd done. I'm not killing myself to get a B, do you know what I mean? And I would always rather do that. And I've always been like that. And that, that might have something to do with being ill, but I'm not going to blame that. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so so it kind of, it definitely had an impact on how often I was in school, but not probably on my academic achievement, really, because I've done all right. And did you go to university or what have you, or did you um, study your A-levels and college? Yeah, so in terms of, like, impact, that's a, a, a very sort of, clear example impact is my GCSEs two or three of them were done in hospital in IVI in Newcastle Royal Victoria Infirmary on the children's ward shout out to the children's ward they're all very lovely shout out to the uh, the porters on the children's ward or the Geordie porters in Newcastle <laughs> so so funny absolute legends yeah so so I had literal GCSEs done in hospital and also some done at home as well so then went on to A level. How was A level? A level's all right. I got what I needed to do. But to be fair, I, I was kind of carried by my BTEC Law Distinction Star, which was basically all done by my friend Rachel. Shout out to my friend Rachel. She helped an entire year of that school pass that. That wasn't just me. She helped an entire year of that school pass BTEC Law. Where to go? That's not a lie. Um, but yeah, no, A-levels were all right, but that was also impacted by um, ill health. But I passed them all and got into uni, and the uni I wanted to get into, which is all that matters, really. What did you study at uni? I studied music production and creative business. Oh, wow. You know, that doesn't even surprise me. Like, knowing you as a person, I'm not actually surprised. Did you find the transition from uni to school like hugely beneficial to your education then because it was kind of more on your terms when you're in uni yeah i did in a way looking back i wasn't treating my body in a very good way which would lead to a slight decline further off but no in terms of like that that time it was definitely more about managing sort of like the moving away from home the managing supplies for my colostomy bag because I don't think that's been mentioned I've got colostomy bag but like no managing getting those supplies and shit like that but it was all right really by the time you've got to university you will have been dealing with Crohn's for the part of like I don't know eight maybe nine years I'm guessing so you'd be kind of just going with the flow by now yeah so I was a little bit delayed going into uni and then I also had an extra year at uni due to the pandemic. And so I was a little bit let out the other side, if you know what I mean. You mentioned slightly earlier about you having a bag. So when yeah. did you have that, like, f- is fitted the right word? <laughs> fitted. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an aftermarket exhaust on a car. <laughs> um, uh, I... <laughs> I'm going to use that now. When I was 14 initially. So you were fairly young getting a bad place. How long? I mean, fairly young, fairly young but my brother was six, so it's like, I, know, I can't that's... really have much. I mean, I was quite old in comparison, really. I know, but that, in the grand scheme of things, that is very, very young. Um, did it affect, like, friendships then? Because obviously you were outside of school all the time, so maybe you weren't having, like, friends who understood what you were going through because you're so young and you don't learn about mm-hmm. stuff like this in school so what kind of was the situation there um I think it definitely did within my year group I sort of fell out 
not not fell out as in like had arguments with but just in terms of my year group i was a little bit not left behind because i'm still friends with a lot of them but just socially like i still went like not even like i didn't like i still went to the same parties and some stuff but i just ended up in the social groups of the year below just because i ended up at school with the year below if you know what i mean oh yeah um, so i guess there was like an impact there but i would be lying if i was like i had no friends i was learning that would be that would be a lie do you know what i mean i i i, I was lucky in the set like when i was in hospital for my third operation so you had yeah. how many operations in total we're up to four now four and counting that's um, a lot of operations it is but like it's not really when you think it's a few um but yeah so so when i had but my third all the time with people um a, a lot from my year group like came up to see me and so so i'm saying oh yeah i guess i fell out socially in my year group but i didn't really but there was like some kind of impact like at times like you just couldn't go to parties because you're too early or whatever but no it was all right i did well i did well i compensated i compensated when i wasn't there by like making myself notice when i was maybe you don't like, mind having a chat with just anybody as well so i feel like even if you were pushed like slightly out of the circle soon enough you'll find yourself back in there and fine with everybody i think that's just your personality yeah it's 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 funny it's it's funny i think one thing that kind of sort of epitomizes that time is that <laughs> I have two leavers mugs from my college <laughs> from when Me I was like too. meant two leavers mugs one, one when I was meant to leave in 2017 and one when I was actually did leave in 2018 <laughs> and me, me, me and my mate Louie who also like he'd, he'd be very didn't have the excuse of like health reasons that shit he was just I don't know he was poor for what he was doing um he uh, <laughs> uh we're both on the 2017 and 2018 because we just didn't leave um, <laughs> so i think that is sort of the only impact that like i had an extra year but that's fine it was fun everyone in the year below accepted me did your school do some sort of like assembly on crimes to make people aware um no i wouldn't i would not have appreciated that no you wouldn't have appreciated it no really. no maybe like, even if they didn't say oh kane has Crohn's if it was just a general awareness um, if did, assembly. If they did, if they did that, I didn't know about it. They might have done that. Yeah, but I did not know about that. The reason I ask is because I remember in my primary school, so we had somebody who was trans um, in the year below me in school. So they actually made, um, well, I say made an assembly. They done an assembly on just how this might affect the person. So. Um, this person will have had to use the disabled toilets and everything like that. So they just made everybody sort of aware because with having Crohn's, maybe you had to use the disabled toilets like now and again, and maybe people were just wondering yeah. why, why has Kane used that toilet? Yeah, maybe that happened away from me within my class, maybe. But I think given me being who I am, they would have presumed and rightly so, because I would, but I would, the idea of an assembly being like, this is pain, he's poorly, and he's going to be using the disabled toilets to empty his poo bag in. That just makes me feel a bit ill. 
be honest. Like <laughs> that, like that is just sort of the antithesis of who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try not to let that define me. And like, if I'm going to a different toilet, why does it matter if Janine? But, like Janine doesn't need to know why I'm going in that toilet. Yeah, absolutely. It's like um, and, it's your thing to deal with. And I guess it's different for everyone. And I'm barely speaking of my own perspective, but I think that would bring unwanted attention towards me that I didn't need. Yeah, I guess that completely. And I actually remember us having a chat when we were in the Channel 4 scheme and mm. you left, and I knew why you'd left, but I don't think anybody else knew why you'd left. Mm. And then I, you came back and I was like, is everything okay? And then you were like, you can deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like not everybody needs to just check on you or anything. Like you've got yourself covered because you've been doing it for mm. such a long time that it's just a second nature by now. Yeah. The Channel 4 scheme is fantastic and it's, and everyone is very, very supportive. And that is one thing I've had to sort of, because they're so supportive, I've had to sort of drum into everyone that I look after myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And when it's time for me to just do my own thing and just do what I need to do, then I just do it. And it's weird because I don't trust anyone or anything more than I trust myself to deal with myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're not going to look after yourself, in all honesty, who is? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? So um, you have to have your own back. So yeah. um, you mentioned about um, institutions. Have mm. you ever struggled to get a job by bringing it up? Has it been um, a factor that's affected your work life? Not that I know of. There was a time when I was working at a pub doing kitchen prep bollocks, just cutting leeks for potato and leek pie. Not even the exciting part of the potato and leek pie. So I ended up having to, I was. I, I ended up leaving that job basically because like, I was in hospital and they just never asked me to come back. Like, I was never officially fired. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, like, I just went into hospital. I, just, I just ended up being ill, gone into hospital. They didn't ask me to come back and I didn't ask to go back. It was just, like, a mutual thing of just, like, it's just not working out. Maybe it's best <laughs> that you didn't go back. It um, definitely was best. So you said how you went into hospital and it was like an emergency situation can you chat yes. to me about the other procedures that you've had done so you said you've been into the hospital four times for surgery what have those mm. surgeries kind of entailed so numero uno ileostomy on the left side of my abdomen which was a partial removal of the large intestine the small intestine but whichever one the large or small I can't remember Colectomy, that's what it's called. So that happened like two years later when I was 16. I had to have a full total colectomy. And then when I was 18, I had a massive abscess in the old site of my colostomy. And when that abscess was happening, there was also a lump in my rectal stump, which for a time they didn't know what the situation was with that lump, obviously. Gonna fear the worst when that gets found. Because um, when you have Crohn's and your like your colon has been infected with Crohn's for so long, there's a risk of um, obviously the C word and all that. 
and then because they cut that rectal part off, it was kind of like dead. So there was there was a high risk of it. So they got they removed that. That was like a big operation. That so they removed that abscess and removed that thing. It turned out it was all good. Like it was just a benign, like a little growth of fattiness all over the foot going on. Um, so that was sound, but it was still like a huge operation. Um, and then that was in like 2017 when I was 18. Um, and then I was alright for a couple of years. And then at some point in the pandemic, it's all a blur that time. I want to say November 2020. But it might be November 2021 because them two years feel exactly the same to my brain, unfortunately. They've just blurred um, into one. They're just, they've just blurred into one, but it was around November. It was just after my birthday. It's really, no, it's really bad because it's quite important. It was no, that was definitely 2021. Definitely. 100%. It was one of them. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was in, um, I had another sort of abscess situation, like infection going on. And that was just, I wasn't really an operation. Um, it, they just had to do like an incision just to drain this abscess that was going on. But that scar is still, it's kind, it's doing better than it has been. But that it's kind of been bugging me for a couple of years now. Like it's still just, oh, it's, it's annoying. But it's better than it has been. Those are my four. So you had operations. an operation when you were 16? 14, 16, 18 and 22. 22 oh my word yes it, it it's weird when you say those years because they're huge years in people's lives like you're going through a lot hormonally as well your body's <laughs> yeah. changing and everything like that and then on top of that you've got to worry about your surgery which i can imagine mm. could have been emotionally damaging did you struggle emotionally during that time or did you manage okay because your brother was going through it as well so you kind of had somebody there who understood no i definitely did struggle emotionally definitely more so in 20 when i was 14 16 and 18 just because you're you're already just emotionally fucked at that point anyway aren't you you are and, then. <laughs> and then when you've got other things going on just like away from health anyway it did get a bit ruthless at times but you come out the other side of it. You contextualise the reasons you felt like that and you actually break it down. You're like, oh, actually, there was a reason why I was feeling shit about myself and rubbish and why I was trying to maybe not fabricate problems, but but use problems that weren't actually problems to distract from my real problems. Does that make sense? I get that completely. So you were stressing about quite a lot like there's a lot on your plate at that time anyway so having to find that one thing that's knocking you down almost seems impossible because there's so many factors just chipping in yeah definitely and like you say when you're 14 and 16 it's like oh the whole world's against me man the whole world's so rough why ain't jeremy corbyn prime minister that was my that, that that's what i was that i was distracting myself with at that point trying to be a little lefty little socialist right now that we know that you're a lefty <laughs> are, you, are you okay to just like fill me in on anything that you've had to adjust in your life like foods or what have you to cater for the fact that you have crohn's I definitely don't have the diet of a lefty, I can tell you that much. If I lived off vegetables, then I would be in tatters, Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, unfortunately, yeah, I have, I say unfortunately, there's people going through a lot worse, but I have had to sort of alter my diet and cater my diet a little bit just to sort of what I can digest, what I can, yeah, just what I can process, really. So 
unfortunately, and this is sort of the most heartbreaking recent emission from my diet, I can no longer have potatoes in any form, and it's just a heartbreaker. What? I know, I know, I know. Oh but my you know God, all them TikToks and videos that you see that's like, potatoes in all their best form if you love me it's like i can't have any of them and then i tried at christmas i, I like i'll have them for my christmas dinner and that was my like yearly treat of potatoes it's only been a year or so of this um just because they just they just don't do me any good unfortunately um so yeah carrots just fuck me up a lot of veggies fuck me up um can you have fruit and stuff yeah fruit's not so bad apple skin fucks me up Oh, apple skin does something to me as well. I don't know yeah, what it that is. Just but... ruins my, that just ruins my day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I guess with that, like, you have to get your nutrients through supplement drinks, which I'm lucky enough to have um, prescribed, and then obviously through smoothies and stuff like that. That's how you get your nutrients. But it's something I'm wary of and other people around me are wary of, getting my nutrients right, because um, it does affect your diet. Uh, but at the same time, at least I can eat. Absolutely. And I think as well, like, because like, you've been going through this for, like, the longest time, second nature to you. So Yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask, that brings me on to, when you go out with your friends, like, mm. say you're going out for food and stuff, do you have to bring your own or do you have to, like, look at the menu before you go? Do you have to be, like, proper prepared for going out? I... I am not a going out for food guy. It's just not me. It it doesn't fit with my health needs. It doesn't fit with my personal needs. It doesn't fit with how I want to socialise. I just don't do going out for food. I have done obviously many times. And to answer your question, yes, I have to cater around it. I have to plan ahead. I have to do all the above. I have to not eat before because I have to make sure I take my tablets before. I need to plan what I'm doing after because if the food, I don't react to it and all that. So it is just a massive chore, I have to say. Going out for food is a chore, which is why I don't do it, which I do guess I'm missing out on. But at the same time, I don't particularly like going out for food. So, for example, that, do you remember, so a bit of background for listeners, on our Channel 4 PTS where Taylor and I met, we went out for food a couple of times. When we were all out for, like, drinks after, even though it, was, though it was in the same location, I was so much more comfortable with that. Even though we were sat in the same location, just not eating, I was just more comfortable with that. I can't explain it. So I guess that is an impact. But at the same time, yeah. I guess, like, with Crohn's, it affects you forever. So you kind of just have to learn to adjust. It's one of those yeah. things that, you know, it you can manage it, like, fine, mm. but it doesn't ever go away. Unfortunately not, which is a shame. Definitely, but, you know, just by you chatting about it on the podcast, hopefully it's raising awareness <laughs> of some sort, which is, I think, just exactly what we kind of need. Um, yeah, if, if it helps, if it helps someone and stuff like that, and I'm not qualified to help anyone, but if my perspective helps people understand their perspective better, then that's a good thing. Absolutely. You know, before we close the podcast up, can you just give yeah. me a summary of like the symptoms for people maybe to look out for? So if they think that they may have 
Crohn's or something similar like IBS or what have you? The most clear major sign is obviously blood in your poo, which is not a nice thing to be looking out for. And then keep an eye out for mucus in your poo. Keep an eye out for stomach cramps. But obviously if you're a girl, then you're going to have stomach cramps once a month anyway for a week or so or two. Um, but I, I, I'm no expert, but more intestinal cramps sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird way to explain it because it's kind of a unique pain. People who have colitis and Crohn's will understand. The people who are women who have colitis and Crohn's will understand the difference between a period cramp and a tummy, stomach, intestine cramp. Yeah, um, but but keep an eye out for those things. Be vigilant with your doctors if you are sure of your symptoms and you understand your systems. Because I love the NHS and it's kept me alive on many occasions. But especially recently, they are fantastic at telling you to go home. Um, when you are in hospital and you think it's... <laughs> they're fantastic at telling you to stay at home until they get you into hospital and then they don't want to send you home, ever. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I've experienced. So, yeah, just understand your own body. That's my best advice. Absolutely. I think you've like hit the nail on the head. And thank you for that advice as well. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Oh. It's been a pleasure being on it, to be honest. I didn't think talking about my own tummy cramps, pooing habits and operations would be such a joy, but thank you for making it so. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. And I just want to say to the listeners as well, if you want any sort of information, always go onto any sort of search engine and search this up and the NHS will be there as well. And there will be a Crohn's and Colitis UK page as well, which you can get more information at. So thank you very much for listening. Yeah, and can I also just say quickly just about Crohn's and Colitis UK and about creators on the internet who portray their own version of what they have, of their own situation. Remember, everyone is only talking about their own, per- their own personal circumstance. Everyone who goes through these things has their own esoteric situation, circumstances, and it's very, very easy for someone who has five million followers but has only been suffering for two years to present an idea of what a disease can be like, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Just, just, just be vigilant to sort of, and, and don't judge yourself based on, what you're reading on Crohn's and Colitis UK Facebook, because with all due respect, some of the Facebook aunties can just come on and just chat the most shit, unfortunately. Um, so just be vigilant and stuff like that, because it is a whirlwind on there. And understand your own body, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and hopefully I'll see you in another episode, Kane. Fingers crossed. We'll talk about what will we talk about next time? Something about habit. We'll talk about death. Oh, happy days. Happy, happy days. Day. We'll have fun. Me, me and Taylor will have a fantastic chat one day and we'll be happy and smiley. Don't you worry. We'll make it a regular thing. Great. Well, I'll catch you in another episode and thank you for listening. Thank you.